Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and Rico Petroselli. Mr. P, how are you, my Hi. friend? Very good, uh, Tom. It's nice to see your face again. And uh, no, you're, you're being sarcastic. No, I'm not being sarcastic because you're looking good. I'm very, I'm really shocked how good you look. See the tan? Yeah. I got a nice little tan and that's going. That's what now. it is. That's what it is. I got no tan lines either, brother. No tan uh, lines. So you're nude, huh? Hey, listen. Uh, welcome to the Great American Collectible Show. Tom Zappler with Mike Paisan, co-host, Red Sox Hall of Famer Rico. Paraselli, as uh, David's uh, grandchildren call him. <laughs> uh, but before uh, we get going, our headlines, the 2022 Topps Museum Collection offers plenty of relics. You expect to find relics in a museum, so collectors will not be disappointed when opening packs of the 2022 Topps Museum Collection Baseball when it becomes available the week of June 15th. There's going to be plenty, Rico, of relic cards, and you're a relic, so you know what we're talking about. The hobby box will be broken down into four mini boxes with five cards per mini. Collectors can expect to pull three base cards, one base parallel, and one hit from each of the mini boxes. These hits in each hobby box will include one autograph card, one relic, and an autograph relic and quad relic. Bottom line here, to read the rest of the article, go to our friends at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Rich Miller does a great job. Read the entire article because this is going to be pretty cool. This is that's really that's great. Cool. That's and it's different. It is different. Brother, you know what I mean? It's a little different. Yeah, no, no, they're doing a good job. Hey, listen, we got a good show today. Again, welcome to the show. We're listening. Uh, you're listening on YouTube. We're part of the, the uh, Studio 21 uh, Podcast Cafe. That's where where our producers are part of the United uh, Podcast Network. You can listen to us uh, with, I can't say Alexa loud because she's right next to me. Uh, Pandora, uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, we're on TuneIn Radio, WCAP 980 up in the Boston area. Spotify, uh, pa- all that stuff. Just you find us. Facebook page, PSA's Facebook page, ours, Great Amer- uh, Sports Collectors Daily pace- Facebook oh, page. Please. Everybody's. And we have our own YouTube channel. We'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and like us. All right, we've got a good show today. We're going to bring in uh, our good friend, Charlie Perino from JRI Cards. Charlie has some events, and we're going to talk about his events. These things, Rico, are really cool. Then our main guest this week is a guy that we've been trying to get. He's He's part of that tobacco row gang. Mm. They're they're a little they're a little out there those guys, but they know their stuff. Troy Rambo, uh, Troy has I don't even know how many sets he has in the PSA registry, but he's got a lot of really cool complete sets on the PSA registry. Uh, of course, one of my favorites, Rico, is the T two hundred six set. We're going to talk about that at length, and then later on we have eight, we were able to secure our good friend from Heritage Auction, Derek Grady. He just, just dried out the last three days. So he's going to be sober. 
uh, Rico. He promises he would not be drunk, and uh, we're going to go from there. So let's bring in our good friend well, right wait now. Wait I mean, we got uh, what do we got? Five minutes left of the show after this. Oh, I know that. that. Let's get I mean, going. Let's. I've never ahead. seen you ramble on that much. I had to, man. I got to get it all in. But let's bring oh, Charlie and right. Charlie yeah. Perino from JRI Cars. How are you, Charles? Hey, Charlie. What's going on, brother? Time here. Right. Hey, <laughs> I love that. Look at that. Oh, by the way, Rico, I don't know if you know this, but we're going to be broadcasting a show from J.R.I. Cards in West Palm Beach. When? I don't know. I, if I can so get you excited. and Elsie here, you and I will do it. If not, Whoa, you're out. You're no, out. No, well, no get uh, have Ellen on for Pete's sake. She knows more than you. <laughs> all right, Charlie, tell us about these events, and I want you to focus on one or two right now. What's this all about? Oh, Tom Rico, for years, thanks to the incredible community at JRI Cards, we've been a leader in the graded pack ripping industry. And now, uh, with the brand new exclusive JRI events, we're taking things to a whole new level, a really big level. Uh, for the fraction of the regular price, JRI events takes you and rips consisting of the rarest packs in the world. I'd say the universe, but I'm heading to the moon soon. <laughs> but they're the really rarest packs where you can't even afford a card in these packs. They're just a whole new level. Uh, here's how the process works. We, we sell X amount of tickets in the event, maybe 80 to 100. It's a digital ticket. You buy a ticket in the event, and that ticket's worth the percentage of what we rip in that main event. It could be one pack, two packs, three packs, a couple of boxes, whatever it is on our website. Uh, after we do that, we also have a blender where we give you a card in it. We call it the preliminary, and that's the bonus item you get just for being in the event. It could be a rack pack from 84, baseball from 79, and when it sells out, we open it, and it's going to be a great night, I promise. It's usually on a separate designated night. One of our events, and is a very highly regarded PSA 8 of the 1957, I know it's tough to see with the glare or whatnot, but it is a Mickey Mantle series. We have pulled Mickey Mantle on our show from our graded, unsearched, and sealed PSA packs before, and that's the co-event. Uh, the other part of that event is the 1970 Topps Baseball. There's 30 cards in this main event, and you have a chance to pull Reggie Munson, uh, Reggie Munson, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> uh, Reggie Jackson or Thurman Munson out of here. They're, they're approaching about 100,000 in the PSA 10, and our goal is to get tens out of these events. Uh, because they are graded, unsearched, and sealed, never touched, authenticated by PSA. And that's one of our events. So you buy a ticket into that event, and the preliminary is, we give you a little bonus right beforehand. We'll open up, I think for that, it was a 79 and 80 rack, looking for Ozzie Smith, uh, Ricky Anderson. Again, authenticated racks or packs or boxes ahead of time. The other event, we have three up there right now, and we're going to put up some more. Big pack right here, very tough to find, period, like I said, in the world. It's a 1970 Topps football pack. Ray Nitschke on top. If that doesn't give you the goosebumps, but the guy in here we're looking for is Terry Bradshaw. His last PSA 10 sold for over 400000 He's on TV. He's popular. That also helps out the card prices. The Comey event, well, we'll do a nice box right here of 1998. Peyton Manning, who's mainstream now also, uh, is a big one. Our other event up there, real quick, it's not one, not two, but three. 1970 football cello packs, all graded uh, sixes and sevens from PSA. Looking for Joe Namath or OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson, for, for whatever it's worth, he's still mainstream and people like Amazing. I know he is. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Amazing. But that's how the events work. Uh, they're exciting. We do them on our special night. Everybody gets a preliminary card or item beforehand. 
and then we go right to the main event and check out our website to sign up for this event get your tickets while you can and when it sells out we send you an email and we open it up usually on a separate designated night uh about two hours or so because it's a nice uh build-up charlie what is the website address jricards.com all right brother listen uh, we're going to be by next week staten island joe are taking you out to lunch next oh, week oh all right i'll build, build up a big appetite <laughs> nothing over four bucks that's not pressing all right charlie we love you take care right, brother guys. See you take care okay hey rico charlie's a good guy isn't he man he really right, is terrific. great guy terrific. all right let's bring in our guest this is our main guest today troy rambo uh, Troy is, uh, how do I say this? He must, he must have a few bucks, Rico, man. He's got, he's got oh, like an him. amazing, amazing collections on the uh, PSA set registry. So we're going to talk to Troy and, uh, let's bring him in right now. Hey, Troy, how are you, brother? Doing well, how are you? Hi, good, guys. good. Glad to have you. Uh, you know, we've been trying to get you on. I, I, I love, I, you know, I, we, we try to stay under the radar. At least I do. Uh, on the different Facebook pages, but I really, really enjoy uh, the knowledge that uh, you guys all on Tobacco Road disseminate. I mean, they, it's really a good bunch of guys. You guys tease each other, but the, but the, but the, uh, everybody really, really knows what the hell they're talking about. And that really, really. For, uh, really... for us who do not know uh, much about Tobacco Road, could you explain what good. it's all yeah. about? Yeah. Why don't you do that, Troy? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me guys. Um, to say that I'm the main guest, that's uh, that's I'm sorry for everybody. <laughs> oh, oh no, no, no. Uh, but yeah, Tobacco Rose, a, a, a Facebook page, a Facebook group of guys. It's more than just that. It's a, a group of, of guys that get together and, and talk tobacco cards and everything pre-war. Um, you know, it's a it's more than just a bunch of guys that buy and sell. It's a bunch of guys that trade information and gen- genuinely genuinely care about one another and want their collections to be better. So you know, we do all sorts of stuff. Uh, we uh, pretty much two or three times a week we have a zoom call so a couple nights ago we were on every monday we get together um they've been some some legendary and epic uh three or four in the morning discussions that we've had over maybe a little bit too much uh, whiskey but i'm not really quite <laughs> sure about that but way to do it yeah but uh yeah it's, it's a great group of guys and, and i guess I'll, I'll i'll give a shout to uh, last fall we did a charity fundraiser as well um you know one of the guys had a, an idea and said what do you think and we we raised i think 12 or fourteen thousand bucks for some charities so nice. it's it was fantastic. I'm in a lot of groups like everybody else is, and it's it's the best by miles. Well, I got to tell you something. Rico and I are big advocates of the uh, up here in Boston. Well, we're, we're in Florida, but when we're back home in Boston, the uh, Dana-Farber Cancer Institute mm-hmm. Jimmy Fund. And when we did the fundraiser a couple of years ago for the Jimmy Fund down here, a lot of guys from Tobacco uh, Row uh, made contributions to children's cancer. And, uh, you know, we thank you guys for that. Um, Troy, I, get- can I just... Uh- Go. Yeah, I asked you, can anybody join this or what do you have to go through? Uh, or can can anybody else join? I would love to say there's a secret handshake, but it's <laughs> it's not quite like that. There's It's a private group. Okay. So yeah. it's basically a vouch system. There's between 650 and 700 members in the group. Wow. So it's not a big group. And we I don't think nice. generally we want to have a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, Rico, the, you know, you, you have to fill out a questionnaire. The first question that they ask is, did you ever, ever go 0 for 32? And, uh, you know, unfortunately. <laughs> no one has. <laughs> hey, listen, before we uh, before we uh, we continue on with Troy, in honor of Troy, I give away this week from the 
Staten Island Joe ugly museum bag that we use every week. Uh, way back when Ellen and I wrote the first book, the T206 collection of plays and their stories, we came out with some kind of uh, promotional cards. We call them T206 stat cards. And it's kind of a, it's kind of, it was kind of a fun thing. Uh, we have a bunch left. And what we did was we gave these out to collectors, T206 collectors. And it's basically uh, the story that we, uh, of the player that was uh, in the book. And a lot of people actually bought the entire set. So they would have the T206 card in front of it. And then this card behind it, kind of like, uh, well, here's the story behind Huey Jennings. So we've got, uh, we're going to give these out today. We've got uh, Ginger Beaumont, who I loved, Jimmy Collins, Doc Crandall, and Huey uh, Jennings. So that's going to be our giveaway today. It's hey, exciting. Ah, exactly. Rico? Yeah. What? Did you have a question? No. I oh, just right. I gave you two questions I asked them. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to ask you a ask. question. Troy, a little bit about your background. Yeah, sure. Um, from a collecting point of view, collecting my whole life, in and out of the hobby. Um, and as I've gotten older, uh, I've gravitated back towards tobacco. So I've been, uh, you know, worked through college at a card shop, I was, you know, there for a few years, took a break when I started my professional career, um, you know, jumped back in when I switched, switched positions. And then in 16, I jumped back in and started gravitating towards tobacco. So when I started back in 16, uh, I did, um, you know, I, I started, I wanted one set from the each decade. And so I did, I did 41 play ball. I was doing some 30 Gowdies. Um, I didn't find anything in the twenties I liked and then did T205. And I just really started to enjoy the, the T205 set immensely and just kept in the tobacco world. So, but it's, it's been a lot of fun and, you know, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's great in that respect. Now what tell set, us about what, the, go ahead, Rick, I'm sorry. You know, I was going to say, what, uh, what set was the most difficult to build? T205 of the sets I've completed, T205 by far, yeah. And, and the yeah. reason for that is, you know, there's about five or six cards, if you look, and I, and I collect uh, just PSA graded cards. So 99% of my registry or collection is PSA graded. Hmm. Um, but T205 has about five cards in it that have populations of 50 or less. So finding examples of that's really mm -hmm. difficult. And, you know, I like, for example, the, the Christy Matthewson cycle back, the one loss has about 25 or 30 cards that have ever been slabbed by PSA. Um, since the error has been and noticed. And then uh, the whole blitz on those stats is less than 40. So if you put those two together, that's, I still think that's short of what um, the Wagner, T206 Wagner is. You do have the whole blitz yeah. on those, correct? I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the worst, it's the lowest, I shouldn't say worst, it's the lowest gra graded card in my set. Okay, you know what, you know, let's talk about the grades for that particular set. What's your, what's your GPA for that? Uh, I'm number two in the registry and the grades are six point, almost 6.2. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. I, I, I mean, that's yes that. <laughs> I mean, no, no. I mean, Troy, that set is so difficult to get in, a, in, in even a, a, a medium grade because of the chipping. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just a, it's a very difficult set to, oh, yeah. to you know, because of the chipping on the, on the, on the, on the borders with the colors. That's yeah. amazing. A six. I, I'm like flabbergasted. I thought it was going to be a, like a three. I mean, uh, just... yeah. When, when I built the set, my goal was a four, and I finished it uh, in uh, middle of eight, 2018, and um, it was like four point three or something like that. And I just decided um, I my, I lost both my parents around that time, and it yeah. was like that was mm -hmm. a set we we talked about, and I was like, I want to make this as nice as I can possibly make it. So, you know, so there's some nostalgia and just some, some sentimental value for me as well. Yeah, so I just started sure. looking for cards 
And now I can't, the hard part for me is if I, if I get five upgrades or six upgrades this year, that'll be a good year. Really? I have two questions, if you will, uh, sure. if I may. Uh, <clears throat> what about the two, uh, T201 set? And to both you guys, uh, how many uh, tobacco sets are there? In other words, you know, good question, 201 right? to 205, 206. Yeah, good, how, good how question. How far does it go? Oh, geez. That's a, that's a good question, man. I'm going to have to give that one some yeah, thought. Yeah, I was just curious. Uh, I don't know if I should answer or even try to answer that question because if I get it wrong, I'm going to get my chops bugged. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think I'm going to take a pass on that one, too. Well, what about the 2000, uh, 2000 <laughs> the, T201 T201 set? Yeah, so it's, uh, and if you don't know, and I, funny enough, I just happen to have some reprints in my hand um, of T201. And it's a 50-card set. Um, and they're double folders, so Mecca Cigarette Company. Beautiful card, by the way. Bit, sorry for the glare, but basically, no, that's okay. Um, you know, you'll see that you've got a player. Well, if you can see it, you can see there's a player on. Maybe if I go back, you see there's a player on the front, and you fold it down as the same legs with a different player. Huh. Yeah, so, cool. it's a cool set. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So, so it's a hundred. That's players. not. A, I was going to say, Troy, that's not a real difficult set to 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 get in 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 a high grade, is it? Uh, not really. No, I mean, it's, it's the problem is, is you can't find a lot of examples because it's not widely collected. Right. But what I tell people is, you know, the cart, the, the reprint I had in my hands, a cob and the cobs on the back. So I think it's not popular because the cob is on the back of the card, um, amongst other reasons. But I tell people, if you're looking for a, a, a tobacco era playing day card of cob, that's the one to buy because you can get it for a fraction of what, like a T206 would go for or a T205 or, or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, we're going to take, I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. Now we come back. We have a little, uh, little thingy called on deck with Rico. Then I really want to get into my favorite, the T206 collection. Oh. Troy Rambo. Oh, hey, listen, you even, you like uh, the T206. Come on with that T206. Don't you have any other cards? I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. I'm kind of going, I, I, I'm going in I a heard, different direction. I'm I heard you are. <laughs> yes, it's, it's been, been enlightening. With oh, that being geez. said, hang in there. We will be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options 
to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best. Go with Memory Lane. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Now on deck with Rico Pastorelli. Rico Pastorelli. <laughs> Hi, my name is Rory. Time for On Deck with Rico Pastorelli. Okay, it is time for our segment called On Deck with Rico, brought to us every other week by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to bid, you get the, your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. Rico, this is a good kind of a good question this week. Yeah, this was well, well, most of them were good. Uh, by the way, you know, I got blasted with emails, so I found one more, and this is the giveaway this week. This is the Rico Petricelli signed catching the pop-up to, with all intents, uh, winning the pennant for the Red Sox with Yaz jumping up and down behind him. And that is Jim Lomborg's ass that you can see. On the well, not just and, his rear end. I mean, look, number 16, he's tall. He's six, six. Well, yeah, I mean, it's basically but his it, ass. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have more, brother. Way I'll get you This more. is a great picture, man. This is yeah, a great guy, picture. I, I, I this this was a great picture. And it's signed by Rico. All right, so here's the All question. Right, so, yeah. Submitted by Steve Rizzo. 
Yep. Did you, it's kind of a two-part question. Yeah, Rico, did you right. ever chew tobacco? How many players did chew tobacco? And did management try to discourage it? Good question. Uh, you see it now on TV. You see the guys uh, <clears throat> who, who are chewing a lot of time. They'll spit, you know, especially in the, in the dugout. But anyway, I did chew, chew tobacco for a short while. Uh, and uh, realized that it was not a good idea. So <laughs> I stopped it. But uh, I would say a third of the players, uh, that might be high too, uh, wow, would chew some, to, some tobacco. Uh, maybe a little less, you know, seriously. Uh, but management didn't discourage it. Now, they have a rule. You cannot chew tobacco in the minor leagues. All right? Uh, if you get caught, you get fined. Did, did that exist back then, too, when, like, when you were managing at Pawtucket? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And uh, when I played in the minors, it didn't. Uh, we, you know, we didn't. We didn't. Nobody chewed on. Uh, we were all young kids. But anyway, uh, management didn't try to discourage it. Uh, there are organizations who, who tried to, you know, uh, try to uh, stop it from, you know, from the major league players to do it. But that wasn't successful. Players' union was strongly against it. So uh, it's not good. Period. It's bad, especially well. Not only the chew, chewing tobacco that you see on the on the sides, yeah. of the, but also the stuff underneath it. Underneath it, yeah. It, it's really, really bad. I told the story that I saw a uh, when I when I first signed, I saw a, a scout. He had a hole in his below his teeth in the front, a hole right through his gums from chewing tobacco. He later died. He later passed away. Bad All right, well, listen, uh, thank you, uh, Rick and uh, Steve Rizzo. You get the uh, email me, PM me, do what you got to do. I need your address, and we'll get this out to you. All right, let's get back to uh, to Troy. Troy, uh, and by the way, Troy, anytime you want to jump in and ask Rico a question, oh, feel yeah, free. No, sorry, yeah. I'm kidding aside. Um, all right, let's talk about the T206 set. How long yeah. did it take you to uh, – I guess my question, my first question is, you have the complete set, bless the Wagner – Plank and Doyle? Yep, that's correct. Yep, 521. Okay, so uh, how long did it take you? How long did you work in that, uh, that collection? Uh, from, from start to finish, from when I decided to build it to finish, was about 10 months. Um, and it was, it's back to the Tobacco Row guys. I was, a, I, I said I'm a T205 collector with a T206 problem because that's true. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I said, I swore I would never build a set. And they, the guys were asking me about it all the time that, you know, like you, sure, you're not going to build a set. So I started with one card. I bought a, a Joe Lake with ball and a Tolstoy back it, right after the 2018 national. Didn't do much for a few months. And then in January of 19, I said, I'm going to build. I'm going to build it. And I'm going to see how fast I can do it. 10 months is pretty damn quick, to be honest, yeah. in my opinion. Well, I got lucky. I mean, there was uh, it was three different events that occurred uh, as far as like buying lots of cards, because like the best way to do it is just buy as many as you can find. So I found a 40 card lot from a TR member, a uh, 200 card partial set from another TR member who was looking to leave. And that was right around the time that the whole PWCC thing was beginning in, in, in that era. And yep. then the biggest one was Memory Lane had a 486 card uh, near set uh, that I happened to win. I was fortunate enough to win. Um, and that took me to like almost 500, I think it was. So then it was just finding the other 20. Did you uh, did you ever uh, grab any of the uh, David Hall cards? 
Actually, uh, yeah, funny enough, uh, I just, this coincidentally just sitting here, I've got, you can't see it, but these are the Heritage Wins where he autographed the backs of the cards. Right. So I have, cool. uh, I, I have five of those. Um, very, very cool. Which, yeah, so. I, I mean, I'm assuming you do have a copy of the book, the T206 collection, the players. Of course. In the Next time I see you, I'm actually going to have to bring it and get you to sign it too. Not, not, a, not a problem. <laughs> actually, you know, uh, that's interest, interesting story behind that uh, that book. Um, Ellen and I sold the rights to that book. That was our very first book that we that we wrote. We were fortunate enough to win uh, a national uh, honor with that. And, uh, you know, we felt that the book ran its course. So uh, we wound up selling the copyright uh, copyrights to it, I don't know, three, four, five years ago. And they did a second printing. And the, uh, the, uh, the guy that uh, Derek Hogue, uh, bought the uh, he bought the rights. And he did a really nice job because, you know, our first book, we were, this was, it was so new to us. And, we, you know, we were kind of like, uh, you know, walking in a dark room. And the one mistake that we made, and it was like, it was, it was my call. And I said, ah, it doesn't make a difference. Because I remember Ellen and Joe Orlando uh, asking, don't you think we should be using original cards? And I said, nah, we can use reprints because it's really the story behind the players. We got skewed. We got skewed by not using uh, originals. And Derek Derek wound up uh, with our advice. Wound up uh, using original cards, which which were great. That's so. the only mistake you've ever made in your life. So that's not bad. <laughs> Actually, we, you probably you probably don't remember this, but you know we we're talking about the stat cards, and you and I remember we had lunch together, uh, and I, I I ran the idea by you. I said, "What do you think?" And you you thought it was a good idea to to I like that. Yeah. Cards. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Troy, what are some of the other registry sets that you have? Uh, so, yeah, T206. I've got two T206 sets. I'm working on an all PSA 2 set that's about 60% done. Uh, um, the, the completed ones are the 520 T206, T205, and T201. I've got the start on T202, T3, T204, T207. Um, and then, you know, 1913 National Game. 1880 RNS, which is a 10 card set. It's pretty easy to put together. Can, yeah, can you t talk about that for a second? Because I, I, I honestly, I don't know anything about that. I did a little research. Tell us about that set. That seems like a little intriguing. How many, how many cards? There's 10 cards in the set, and it's basically there's no, it's no player. It's teams. So it's one player from the team. And from what I understand, and I haven't done a ton of research either, but it came in um, four or five players that were attached, to, and you could detach them back in you know the day. That was a pretty big deal. Yeah, I've only seen one one or two panels that have never been touched as far as this. So they're all together. Uh, so 10 card set, I bought, I bought, I bought the set in all PSA two uh, a couple of years ago. And as I find them to upgrade, but they're pretty cool. I wish I had one sitting here, I'd show you, uh, but they're pretty cool to, to have. And it's just nice. Cause they're so old, you know, like it's, it, it's, it just, they're, they're just neat. And there's a pose. I, I forget the player, but he's, he's crouched down in a catching position. And, and it's, it's a pretty popular card when people see it because it looks like he looks like a frog. <laughs> do you have? Did you say? Uh, I don't. Uh, do you have a seventies top set? I have a seventy-seven cloth sticker set. I'm missing one card, one of the team cards for the whole thing. Um, it's just one of those sets I built a bunch of years ago that I just kept because it's it's sort of neat. If you remember back then, the the iron-ons they tried it for a year. Absolutely, yeah. So I thought that was as a kid. Yeah. I thought that was so cool because that was right when I was a real little kid. Um, so I was like, I should get those, I should have those cards. Now you don't, you don't, so you don't own one Petroselli card. 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I was going to ask him about it. 67 at 70. And 60 yeah, but he doesn't have complete. You don't have complete sets, though. Oh, right? you don't want. Pay, I, pay, I don't. Yeah. That, um, I, after it. this conversation, I definitely need to get a couple. No, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Really. Uh, it's not uh, not conducive to your, your set and, and to your. Wait a second. Uh, Rico, 68 was a good year. No, that wasn't a good year. 68. It was hurt. Uh, okay, I, 69 was So, here. anyway. But do you have a lot of the 60, 67 and 68 uh, top sets? I, I don't actually. So I have uh, yeah. 67, 68. I've got uh, I've got a crew rookie uh, in 67, Seaver yeah. rookie in 67, nice. and then Ryan and Bench in 68, and a couple yeah. other odds and ends. But uh, yeah, nice. I, I, I gravitated away from that when I got into tobacco, and I, I yeah. got rid of most of my stuff. You know, it's funny, funny you mentioning the crew rookie card because you know we're doing. Mm a bunch of what we're calling GACs, G-A-C-S, Great American Collectible Show Shorts on YouTube that we're going to be doing over the next uh, probably two months. Rico doesn't know this, but he's going to do a few for us, but he doesn't know that yet. Uh, anyway, uh, we went out to a couple of experts and uh, in the uh, Al Cristofoli being one, uh, Leighton, uh, the guys at Memory Lane, guys at Heritage, uh, I can't remember who else. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, who else? Was, oh, um, uh, yeah. Collect a connection, a bunch of them. And two of them, uh, you know, and, and what we're doing is where these are going to be affordable cards for the average buyer that we think are going to be good investments for 2022 and 2023. Nothing that's going to break the bank, but, you know, a couple hundred bucks, three, four, maybe under a thousand. That's going to, the growth is going to be slow and steady. That Rod Carew rookie card mm. has come up several times. They're all recommending that card. Oh, so, uh, yeah, I, I was lucky enough to find one last fall before for the the boom in, in that era. Um, I found an eight and a half that uh, a look at a local show um, that was, and I it's one of my favorite cards because when I was working at the card shop back in in college, I bought a raw one that I still have. Oh wow! And cool. I said I got, I've got to upgrade it. So it actually got graded a three. I thought it was going to be a five, you know, and it came back like the story you've heard a million times. But uh, that's happened to me four million times. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So, but I, I snagged an eight and a half, and I I'm, I love it. It's one of those that'll stick with me for a it's long. It's a good time. cut. Now you have a complete sixty set from nineteen sixty. Oh, sixty Fleer, yeah, sixty four all time greats. Uh, that's before I got back into the tobacco uh, or got back into the tobacco era. Uh, because, you know, at the time I was like, I don't think I can afford any of the playing day cards of any of these players. So I'll buy this set. So I have a complete set. It's a little bit over near mint to mint, I think. Um, but it's not something I, I play with a whole bunch. I, I look Rick, at it from time to time. Ricky, you worked as a kid. You, you worked on the 52s or 56s. I don't remember. As a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd say, yeah, 52s, 54s right in there, 56s. You know, I was collecting. Uh, when I was collecting. Yeah, I did collect them because I, the old story, you put him in the shoebox. What happened? You move. Your mother throws the shoebox out. She says, "Well, these are worthless." That's what happened to me. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it was great. The, 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 those I love those cards, of course, because I was a kid, and I, that those are the first ones. The first ones I, you know, got to right. got to know about. And, and you were living. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Troy. I was just going to say, I saw a binder today. Funny enough, I was in the office this morning and one of the guys that works with me brought his binder in from when he was a kid. So it, literally I walked in this morning and sitting on my desk and he's like, yeah. everything here and it's all junk era stuff. So not really, but it was, it was fun. Just like you, you would take that walk down memory lane for, cause it's like, right. era. so yeah. definitely, definitely fun to see. 
Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. We didn't know, you know, yeah. the industry wasn't even, I don't even know if it was born yet. Uh, but, uh, you know, and you guys got paid big bucks for those cards, Rico. I mean, oh, like, thousands and thousands. I mean, yeah, when, right. when you sign, a, when, when you sign your deal with tops, I mean, you, you basically, you needed a, a van to take the money home uh, that, that, that you signed for. Correct? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Tell, tell Troy what you signed for. <laughs> well, which one was that? Cyberger. Cyberger. Cyberger yeah. grabbed me right from the coming in the airport in Arizona where we were training. <laughs> And he says, son, Rico, how you doing? He was from Brooklyn. I was from Brooklyn. And he says, uh, you know, we, we, we want to sign you, the tops. You'll have your picture on a card. And said, yeah, it's going to be great. All the other guys have it. I says, oh, great. He said, but we're going to do something for you. We're going to give you uh, a choice. Uh, you can either have $200 in cash or a set of Hilrick Bradsby golf clubs. So I said, geez, the cash is nice, but that'll go fast. Yeah, I think I'll take the golf clubs. I'll try it. Well, those golf clubs are in one of the ponds in one of the uh, <laughs> one of the golf courses <laughs> I started playing with. <laughs> so I should have took the cash. But that was Wait a it. second, though. Didn't you also get a stereo from a, some well, kind of that, a stamp book? Yeah, no, the stereo was from, um, uh, what the hell was it? Yeah, what was it now? <laughs> No, that was Tops also, wasn't it? No, for another no. kind. No, that oh, was, was a, diff a different uh, company. Company uh, about the bats. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, the bats, bat company, Hilbert H and B. Uh, Louisville Slugger, yeah. Louisville Slugger. Yeah. So, 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 so Troy, when when, when Louisville Slugger signed players back then, tell them what they would hand you, Rick, and you'd have to go through it. Oh, catalog, yeah, catalog of uh, different things, you know. <laughs> you have things for if you were married for your wife like a, a blender <laughs> so i came across i came across this one page it was a stereo i said holy jesus stereo is perfect so i got the stereo you guys and, still got it no uh you kidding me uh, it's, <laughs> uh, but i i i took it <laughs> i took it to me uh, with me to carolina i played in the carolina league and i had it in my apartment and then i shipped it home Right. Hey, Troy, um, you know, I know you have obviously have an affinity for collecting the cards. And let's go back to the T206s for, for a moment. Do you find interest in the stories of the players behind the cards? I, I do. I, I can tell you, I probably care. I mean, I care a lot about both, but I probably gravitate more towards the players and the cards themselves than the stories. But I love hearing the stories, you know, and I, I think as we're t talking today, I think it's Hal Chase's birthday. Um, you know, oh, is it really? I, yeah, I saw that pop up. Somebody because uh, one of the TR guys is actually a, a big Hal Chase fan. You know, I, I've told I've told the story a, a million times how I even got involved with uh, collecting T206 cards, and actually how we got involved in writing the book. I was at uh, I was in Cooperstown with my son. He was probably eight years old at the time, and you know we were rummaging through. Uh, there was a great little shop called the National Pastime. We were in there going through a box of stuff and I found a card and I said, wow, this is a cool card. I had no idea what the hell it was. This is like 1991 or so. So I brought it home. I framed it on my desk, sitting right there in my, in my office. And I used to look at it every day. Hmm. And I said to myself one day, what if this guy was any good? It was Lena Blackburn. Now yeah. Lena Blackburn as a catcher, 
kind of sucked. You know, he just, I mean, he, he just was not a good catcher. But as, as everybody knows now, I mean, I started reading about, you know, I started researching Lena Blackburn and that's what triggered us doing more research because, you know, Blackburn, uh, he, he, you know, the whole Lena Blackburn mud rubbing company with the mud from Delaware River and, you know, getting the sheen off the ball. And he started a company that was successful and it was like proprietary uh, 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 recipe. And that's what, that's what kind of catapulted uh, Ellen and I to, to start researching some of the players. And the more we dug, it was like, wow, there were some really cool stories here. Yeah. Oh, and, but Hunky Shaw made Lena look like a Hall of Famer, though, right? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, there was some, uh, but, you know, there were some guys, you know, like uh, uh, Bull Durham. I mean, you know, the guy, everybody knows who Bull Durham was, except, you know, he was more successful as a silent film actor. You know, things like that. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Just some cool stories there. And, uh, you know, so are you working on, we got a, a few minutes left. Are you working on another set for the registry? Um, yeah, actually, so everything's kind of just in, in process. So I mentioned the, t the second T206 set, all PSA 2. I think yeah. I'm going to build a third all PSA 1. Um, killing me. You're killing me. Well, it's, and it's the cool thing about T206s is, is you can collect it like a million different ways. Right. So, and, and the best part about it is none of them are wrong, you know, so Good point. That's, that's, that's what's so fun about that. But, but other sets, you know, um, I'm, I'm into Carmel as well from that era. So E90-1, and then I've got a smattering of other E-series e cards. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see where it takes me, but, you know. What about your rear backs and the T205s, T206s? I mean, do you have a lot of rear backs or is it mostly, you know, P Piedmont, Sweet Caporel? Uh, what, do you, um, what do you have? I'm, I, I, I care a little bit less about the backs, to be honest, than most other people because yeah. I'm, I'm more want to make my set from a grade point of view nicer. So my, my main set grade grades out at almost a five and a half right now overall. Still very uh, good. Yeah, so I, I guess I, I think less about, I mean, if, if I can find a nice back, so like my bad off cob, or my, sorry, my bad on cob is a sovereign back in a four and a half, for example, and I love the card. So even if I upgrade, I'll keep the card because, you know, it's just, a, it's a fantastic card. But generally speaking, I don't, I don't if, I, if I get them, great. What's the grade on your, uh, on your highest, what's your highest graded uh, Cobb greenback? Uh, I've only got one and it's a four and a half. Okay. So my Cobbs okay. are four and a half, four and a half, and then the green and the bat off, or bat on, I mean, I have a seven in the bat on and an eight OC in the red. Before we let you go, one last, one last quick story. When, uh, when we launched the book for the book launch for the T206 set, we're up in Massachusetts and you know, there was a nice crowd there and Joe Orlando flew out because uh, he co-wrote the book with Ellen and I and was sitting next to each other. And we had a display of, I don't know, maybe 30 of my cards, all PSA graded. And I'm sitting there and Orlando's sitting next to me. And I had my T206 Cobb was one of the cards being displayed. And I sent it into PSA and they graded it a four. And I was damn sure it was going to come back a six, maybe a 6.5. So I'm sitting next to Orlando, right? And I, I pointed to the card. I said, Joe, how could you grade that card a four? He looked at me and said, don't start. I'm just asking you, don't start. And I, we started laughing, the two of us, and that was it. I said, nothing I can do about it. Huh? He says, nope. Troy, uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on board. Uh, the guys from T-Row, uh, you guys do a great job. Uh, keep up the good work because that whole group uh, is a real credit to the hobby. 
because you know what? They're purists, and that's what I like. They're purists. So. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for having me, guys. This has been Great. fun. Great. All right. We're going to take a yeah. quick break. Troy Great Rambo, point. thanks Troy, again. Thank when we you. come back, Derek Grady, if we can find him, probably under a park bench, if we can find him, we will bring him in, and we're going to chat with him. Hang in there. We're going to be right back. If you are a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best. Go with Memory Lane. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic, in addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. With record-breaking sales from everything from the white border T206 Hollandus Wagner for $3.12 million to some great items that support the Jackie Robinson Foundation, Golden Auctions has set the highest standards for the finest in sports cards, autographs, and game-used memorabilia. We're always accepting consignments of high-end premium sports treasures or entire collections. Please register for our next auction and bid now at goldenauctions.com. That's golden with an I. We at Golden Auctions are committed to providing unsurpassed customer service for the discriminating collector. That's exactly why we're the leader in the industry. Visit goldenauctions.com or call 856-767-8550. Remember, Golden Auctions. We don't just break records, we shatter them. Sarah found out camping. What was that? Wasn't her thing. So she eBay forward her tent to Tom who just had to get out of his house. But Tom needed road trip money, so he eBayed the crock pot he never used to Steve. 
who wanted to turn the heat up on date night. But Steve needed counter space, so he sold his decanter it was a vase. to Sarah, who'd found a new outdoor hobby. Red. eBay. Sell something and make room for something new. So, Rico, why don't you continue on and tell us about our friends at eBay? Well, I was going to do it right after the commercial, but uh, you came in there and I had to wait for your introduction. So <laughs> everybody knows that eBay is the place to go for all of your memorabilia, sports or non-sports cards, autographs and much more. Whether it's a gift for that special someone or you want to just add to your collection, eBay's huge marketplace should be your first stop. And if you sell, now's the time to flip your cards and get some extra cash. I shop on eBay all of the time. That's eBay, connecting buyers and sellers globally. Right, before we chat with Derek, and we found Derek, and I love Derek. Derek's, he's a, he's a good man. Ellen thinks he's kind of, Derek, Ellen thinks you're kind of like sexy. I can't understand. I, I agree. I mean, I've been told that multiple <laughs> I mean, times. I, I, just, I just don't, I can't you know, wrap my hands Especially with the hat on, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, listen, before we talk to Derek, I want to talk, we have a couple of little things to talk about. Our friend, Joe Drellick. East Coast Sports Marketing and Hunt Auctions are pleased to present the Philly Sports Collectors Show. The Philly Show from Friday, March 4th to Sunday, March 6th at the Valley Forge Casino Resort in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Shop over 200 of your favorite hobby dealer boots on over 55,000 square feet of sports collectibles heaven from the 1800s, Rico's day, to present day. Major sports auction houses and third-party graining and authentication companies are on hand to assist your collecting needs. The Philly Show is family-friendly friendly, and all kids 12 and under get them for free. Autographed guests include basketball legend Julius Dr. J. Irving, Philadelphia baseball legends Mike Schmidt, Pete Rose, and Steve Cotton, all friends of Rico's, Baseball Hall of Famer, The Wizard of Oz, Ozzy Smith, Philadelphia Eagles all-time leading rusher, LaShawn McCoy, as well as Super Bowl 52 fan favorite, Brandon Graham, and many more. For more information, go to phillyshow.com. Remember, since 1975, The Philly Show is where it all started. Yeah. All right, let's bring in our pal, Mr. Grady. Uh, you feeling okay these days? Yeah, little bout with COVID, you know. Yeah, that's nothing. It wasn't call, bad call. for me. How long were you laid up for? Literally a couple days, and then I had to sit out a week. You did, but I, you know, I got to be on vacation for a week, so that was that was nice at home. Now, anybody else in heritage in the heritage family, or were you at? From well, you're traveling. You're traveling all over the traveling, damn place. Traveling all over the place. It happens. You know, risking my life to get consignments for heritage. You know, that's what Jesus. We, that's now, what now, we do, you know? uh, Rico. Now he sounds like Davy Crockett at the Alamo. Like, <laughs> uh, will, we see, uh, will we see? Will we see COVID cards in the future? COVID cards. COVID, Ooh, that's COVID a good cards. That's people. a good question, Rico. Yeah, that oh, is. Because wow. we, we could. Get them, yeah, get them know. graded. Yeah. Get your people. COVID card graded. My right? wife, I, yeah, I got a photo of my wife throwing up. So, <laughs> I mean, that could be one of the best sellers. <laughs> could be. Autographed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, autographed and everything. So, uh, no. I'm glad. Hey. I'm glad you're feeling your wife. Thank your you. wife throwing up. That's really good. Well, that's that's right, a, yeah. What's wrong with that? All right. Hey, Derek, I, you know, I, I, I emailed you. I, I want to talk. I want to get your opinion of this. Again, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's me, but, and I don't, I, I know I'm probably going to piss a few people off, but 
Is this a confessional this, here? Or you no, just, but you okay. know something. This this whole thing, this whole concept of manufactured scarcity. What are your thoughts on it? Well, you don't like it. I don't. Okay. I, I don't because um, it's something that is being created. It's being created. I, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I, I can't. I, I, I have a problem with it. I understand. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what is making the vintage and the roos and the cobs and the rookie cards and the 52 mantles, mazes, all that stuff go up in value because you see Mahomes and Trout and these guys sell for so much money in one of ones and, or my God, one of 50, one of 25, you know, the national treasures, rookie cards, uh, rookie patch autos are a lot of money. And then people look at that and they say, wow, Mickey Mantle is a bargain. Ty Cobb and an eight's a bargain. And I, and I think it's helping the past cards go up, but you know, where's the future? Who knows? Um, I felt like $4 million from Mike Trout card was way too much money. You can buy a lot of incredible, yeah. incredible <laughs> stuff. Mantle uniforms for a million dollars. Mays and Aaron are a few hundred thousand. I mean, uniforms of these players, of the greats of the game, bats. Everything's taken off. The modern is the manufactured, as you want to say. I get it. One of ones or limited production. I don't know where that's going to be, but the but they're selling out of it. And Fanatics is going to come in and go go crazy, and they're going to be producing more of the same. And I, we're more popular than we've ever been. And if modern is where it's at, we're going to carry it at Heritage. Oh, I know. I mean, I, I, are you kidding? I wouldn't blame you. I, I would, if I was a if I was a dealer, if I was an auction house, I'd do the same thing. But to invest in it, though, that's a that's a different story. I can't. You know, look, I there's there's big risk, big reward. Okay, because you can buy a twenty thousand dollar rookie card that could literally be worth five hundred bucks someday, and only five hundred because it's still rare and somebody might need it. Right. It's but also. If you did get a Mahomes and you did pay 20 grand early on or 25 grand, and now it's a million bucks or 800,000, that's a big reward. It's a home run. That's a it's home a run. run. Chance we take. It, what, Rico, I know you've always been kind of a proponent of it, Rico. I that have, but I, I know, have. I know that you think it's it's okay to do, but where, where I, 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 you know, unless it's, unless it's totally ridiculous price wise, but. Uh, I would I would hit the rookies all of those cards as fast as I could get them. Well, Rico, though, but you know what? A lot of them are doing that. Like, like they'll have uh, uh, I don't know a, a Tom Brady, not Tom Brady. Uh, uh, just pick a pick a player, and they'll have you know different variations of that player. But then of that player, they'll only print three cards, three cards of of, of a particular card, and they pop them in a pack. And that's what you know. That's what these the, the, these these young guns are going after, trying to find that one of three. You know what I mean? Because that's the card that they hit the home run with. Yeah, but I mean, it's, Tom. I mean, you're talking about Trout and some of these other guys. Yeah, yeah. They've Mahomes. <laughs> they've done something. It's not they. They're not rookies. So, all right, so what happens you know what I mean? then? So now <laughs> these guys are on their way to the Hall of Fame, without a doubt. Don't you think? Right now, I'm not saying that they could get hurt and, you know, never get there. But it's like anything. You're going to take a chance. You're going to get into business. you got to take a risk. So the king gets point. hurt. 
the kids. That's my opinion. That's my feeling. I, well, I, I don't know, Derek. When did yeah. this whole when did this whole phenomenon start with with the uh, manufactured rarities? I mean, weren't they doing that back during the actually uh, after the the junk ball era with with pieces of of, of uh, uh, uniforms and stuff like that? Is that well, yeah? Is that, I mean, they started Upper Deck. I think started doing the you know the jersey cards first. Yeah. I mean. I believe it was. I don't remember. I never collected jersey cards. Right, right. Okay, it was in the 90s. And then you had the, and, but keep in mind too, some of the rarer cards, the precious metal gems of Michael Jordan, those cards that go crazy that are either red or green, limited yeah. to 10 or 100. Those cards, what was that, 1998? Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> 97, 98. Okay, so those, we didn't know it at the time. Yeah. Okay. Back then that those cards were going to take off like they did. I, the pandemic brought that to me. Brought brought it to a lot of that level. to the forefront. Yeah. And that's then people started going backwards. So now that they started making more limited cards in the two thousands, people started going back into the night and buying nineties insert cards and early 2000 insert cards. Now we're starting to see all these rare Brady cards that nobody knew existed. The people made in the year 2000. And there's some that are limited to 10 cards. 20 right. cards, 25 cards. I mean, there's there's some really cool Brady cards out there. And what I do like to see is we're we've been selling some cards that I thought were 500 bucks for 3,000 bucks, like a 2020 Panini Prism Elephant Skin. I mean, crazy different names wow. for the stuff. Disco Prism of Tom Brady, White Sparkle Tom Brady, and it goes for 3,000 2,000 bucks. But crazy. that's. I like that. I mean, I look when stuff gets into the millions, I start to argue, why are you not buying a Jackie Robinson game used Jersey? Why aren't you buying a world series ring from a hall of famer? Well, I mean, that's, that's getting to another level where I think memorabilia is truly a piece of the game. But I, I, I love the fact that we have, you know, we have conservative people, we have speculators, we have people buying the wax and the pack breaks and, you know, everything is, Everything's great in the hobby right now. So that's what's great to see. What's going on with the Heritage? I, I, you know, I, there's a rumor circulating that you guys exceeded one billion. <laughs> well, we did like a billion four as a company. A billion. But we have over 35 divisions and there's coins and comics and, well, you know, it's... we have historical and sports. I mean, we have movie posters. We have obviously so many different categories. So as a company, yeah, that's the first time we, we not only surpassed a billion but we did 1.4 billion so and the company Fantastic. was founded in 1976 we're doing something right absolutely so what's going on with auctions what do you got coming so up with sports so right now we're <laughs> literally putting to bed provenzale was just texting me uh, you know some lots for first second session and platinum night so we're actually putting to bed our platinum night auction for february yeah but Next week, when this show airs, will be the closing of our January card auction, which we have the number one 14 Cracker Jack set. As you know, we have an auction online, HA.com. Our big card auction for January is online. And then followed by our February Platinum Night auction, which we have, you know, a PSA 10, 86 Fleer set, including the Jordan, you know, a man all his last jersey, home run jersey. Um, just lots of great stuff. The only Michael Jordan debut ticket stub or a full ticket, I should say, a Jackie Robinson debut ticket. Tickets are on fire. We have a couple million dollars worth of tickets in our February Platinum Night auction. I mean, if I missed the boat on anything, it was tickets. 
tickets are literally going. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah. And you're talking full tickets, correct? Well, no, I'm talking stubs. Jackie Robinson debut stub, Lou Gehrig day stub. I mean, I'm talking stubs are going for a ton of money. Rico, do we have any? Do we have any ticket stubs in your little room down there in your cellar? No, Rico's debut no. ticket. No, <laughs> nope. Uh, they didn't sell tickets then. They let people in free. Oh, okay. uh, but or seriously, we got about three minutes. Okay, I'm looking at Tom right now. Why don't Why don't you guys make up a card of 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 uh, Tom Zappala and the not you know the show. And you can get all kinds of expressions from him, you know, yeah. with the beard, without the beard, and all that stuff. I agree. When he was, you both, when he was an amateur. listening. I mean, look, fanatics right? just, you know. You guys, you guys both, you guys both exhaust me. I no, stick you around. should do it. You should. Right. Listen. Um, you're, a, you're a legend. Listen. Uh, four T206 stack pads. I'm going to give them out right now. Picking out of the Staten Island Joe Marino bag. I'm, Marino, if you're listening or watching, I'm getting ready. Wait, what's, what's the giveaway? The giveaway is these are the promo cards that Ellen and I and the publishing company, these are collector's items. Okay. He, he wants to get rid of them. Just... Along, along with the Rico Petroselli sign. Okay. Now we're talking. Okay. Sign, Growing a 1967, because we have a couple of these, and the T206 cards. All right? Wow. Do you we know, have we sponsors? Like, we can... Here we go. It's going sure. to... Yeah, we, we have we have trouble. listeners. We yeah. <laughs> yeah, one or two. <laughs> Joe, oh, I can't. This is I can't give this one out. Joanne, we love you, but this is Rico's niece. Oh, my niece. She's Why can't you give it up? Forget it. She's out. Oh, I'll she send you something. I'll, take her Joanne, I'll uh, send you something. I'll send her one. Half price. Mark <laughs> Ferreira. Mark Ferreira. Oh, Mark. Exactly. You know that's Mark. Wait a minute. What's his first name? Mark. Let me see. Let me it says mild, but that's a typo. Why? Do you know? No, no, no. I, I thought it said Carl. I thought no, we no, knew no. all our listeners. Mild. You're, you're, you know, you're pathetic. We got to get You're on. absolutely pathetic. You really are. <laughs> you know, you just you called me sexy earlier. <laughs> that's right. What happened? Yeah. You're out. You're out, too. He I'm turns on Helen. you fast. Derek. All right, listen, uh, yeah, Derek, you're, again, your, your website address? Uh, www.ha.com go to sports go to the sports hey, department Derek there's a there's a woman in pink that just walked behind you and I saw her put something in her pocket from, from one of the shells that's probably a 52 mantle okay yeah. <laughs> uh, mine uh, all right guys listen have a great uh, Derek, week Rico feel better Derek all right thank yeah, you Derek, I'm, I'm on we're glad man. all kidding aside we're glad you're on the rebound yeah. Rico our best to Elsie she's you. doing better Yep, thank uh, you. Say hi to so, Ellen. And you're doing better, so everybody's yep. good. And to our viewers and listeners, remember, if you can, you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel, listen to us on Facebook, uh, Facebook Live, Spotify, uh, Alexa, uh, uh, iTunes, whatever. We're all over the place. With that being said, we love you guys, as always, and happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.